What's up, Quest Nation? Welcome to the sanctuary of Quest Church. We're going to pray real quick, and then we're going to go right into this dialogue. We have a powerful, powerful night in store for you. Father, we thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke. And we speak against every generational curse, and we break it in Jesus' name. Any generational spirit that is diametrically opposed to the progress of our prophetic destiny is removed right now. Father, we pray that you will do what only you can do tonight. Yes, Touch people, challenge us, charge us, but we ask you more than anything, change us tonight. We invite your presence onto this particular program. Take control and we'll submit to the moving of your spirit and the unction of the anointing that is present and prevalent in this moment in Jesus' name. Folks, I couldn't be more thrilled about what's happening with Quest Nation. Last night we had 4,000 people join Quest Nation in a matter of about 10 minutes. That kind of shows you the momentum of what is happening with Quest Nation. Over 200 souls saved into the kingdom of God since March. Can you imagine that? Just because we're doing this right here. So we want you to be a participant, not just an observer, but be involved. Get into what God is doing right now. Jump into the move. And let's bring the gospel to the globe in Jesus' name. I'm going to introduce our guests. Listen, we've had everyone from Ron Carpenter to Samuel Rodriguez to Pastor YPJ. You name it, they have been on here. Uh, last, last week was strong with Bishop Tony Miller and Dr. Lynn Hiles. Very prophetic night last Monday night. And we're averaging 24,000 viewers a week on Table Talk. And we're extremely excited about that. But when I thought about the guests for tonight, actually, this is how this happened. I'll, I'll be quite vulnerable with you. I received a text from someone and it said, hey, Table Talk has been great. But all we have seen is men. Where are the women? <laughs> and I said, I said, I know just the person to call. <laughs> so we got in touch with none other than Pastor Kim, and everybody calls you Real Talk. I know you as Pastor Kim, and we love you, and we celebrate you, and I know how busy you are. You just flew into Atlanta from Seattle. You're, you're nonstop. You're like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> you just keep going. And uh, I said to her when I invited her, I said, who's another strong lady, you know, a, a, a woman of God that we can pull on her anointing. And immediately she said, Dr. Hilliard. And then she graciously received our invitation. And I know how busy she is. And um, so the panel tonight, and I've included my son as well, who was here with us yesterday. And he has just this edge on him about the apostolic anointing and prophetic insights. Very strong pastor in San Antonio, Texas. So I want to take a moment just to welcome all of you. And, and thank you for being with us. So honored, honored to be here. Amen. Great, great. Yes, sir. Let me, let me begin our dialogue tonight. This is where we start every Monday night. So 2020, right? The year of vision, right? It was the year of vision for everyone, 2020. And the vision quickly turned into the virus, right? <laughs> we went from 2020 vision to the 2020 virus. We, we went from the pandemic to pandemonium, right into the day of Pentecost. This has been the most interesting year. It has been turbulent. It has been trying. 
but it's been transitional. And I know a lot of people are, you know, they're feeling deflated right now. But we are here as four instruments for God to use to bring encouragement to your life. And to tell you your best day is in front of you. It's not behind you. And you have to sense that tonight. We want you to sense that encouragement. So we've been coming out of Isaiah chapter 21, guys, and verse 11. There's this, you know, Isaiah is that one prophet in Scripture that has the luxury of seeing the entire spectrum of Christ's life. In chapter 9, he sees Christ being born. Chapter 53, he sees the same Christ being crucified. In the middle of that dialogue in chapter 21, there's an interesting verse of Scripture. And it says this, the oracle concerning Duma, one keeps calling to me from Mount Seir, saying, watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? So this cry has come to us in this hour. Watchman in the Hebrew is the Greek word episkopos, which is over vision. And it literally means the preacher. So there's a cry for preachers right now. Do not be silent. Do not be silent about racial issues. Do not be silent about the pandemic. Do not be silent about where the church is in this moment in time. And so, you know, when it says, what of the night, night always in scripture signifies a spiraling down or a decay from original intention. And we have fallen away from some of the foundations. Psalm 11 says, what shall the righteous do if the foundations be destroyed? So it's kind of been a night season. So we brought you on tonight because I know all three of you stand on your watch and you're responsible for your position. Um, I want to start with you, Kim, and I want you to just kind of fall right into that caveat on that thought and tell us what, what have you, I know God's been speaking to you. What, what is God saying in this critical moment in church history? Well, you know, I, I believe more than anything that we uh, walked into 2020 saying 2020 vision. We all had these New Year's Eve services. This is a new decade. We're going to be able to see clearly. And I think God was like kind of laughing, thinking, yeah, you're about to see 2020 vision for sure. Yeah. Because what's happening is this this pandemic has created a space for us to reset. We were running into uh, 2020 with this 2020 vision carrying pandemics before the pandemic even started. True. The church has racial issues. The church has, uh, we're fighting each other. We're pitting against each other. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, that we, we're starting to get where if you're not believing like me, then you're not going to heaven. I just thought there was so much animosity, even in the church that God just kind of said, I'm gonna, we're going to pump, we're going to pump some brakes here. Yeah. Yeah allow this pandemic globally you tell me god ain't been setting us up for revival true sure you tell me that the whole world in a matter of a week it hits and they said oh we're gonna have to close down until uh, uh for a week i passed out that first week i was like oh no there's no way yeah. i'm gonna be stuck in this house for a week i mean i was freaking out then but god started speaking to me in that week and he said we're getting back to the basics mm. Getting back to, we were on time crunches, we were on time clocks, we were on all of us sharing each other's series, and you know, and that's all awesome, all that's great. But where was God in the midst of this? Yeah. I think in this pandemic, what it's done is it's given us a chance to reset. It's given us indeed 2020 vision. 
Yeah. And the way we bounce back up out of this as a church, as pastors, as Christians, God has given us a chance to get our homes back in order. Husbands and wives have either decided they get in a divorce or, yeah. or they go do better together. <laughs> families have gotten more connected. We've started being hungry for God more. The internet, which is, God's not coming back to everybody in the whole world hears about him. Well, how awesome is this that over all of us are having more, thousands and thousands of people tuning in that would have never tuned in. Right. Some of us have been at churches we, we didn't want to be at, but we were scared to leave. Now we can leave because they ain't expecting us back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like God has been just setting us up. And so instead of us being mad at where we at, and instead of us being mad because we've lost five months, man, we are coming out of this thing so strong. Make sure that you're not carrying a pandemic that you are already in with you into this next season. Yes. Don't that divorce hurt with you don't bring that bitterness with you don't bring that comparing yourself to everybody else with you don't bring i don't have the perfect education so i can't do no you ain't got nothing else to lose but jump into this next season wow. jump into it be all you be fearless be bold and be you yeah heart right and when you get your heart right this next season god can pour the windows of heaven out through you because you're free from pandemic and you will indeed have 2020 vision and ain't, ain't nothing can't nobody tell us nothing. <laughs> that's powerful and you and you're preaching good you're preaching good woman of god you're preaching good it really is and i agree with you that it has been a reset and you know there are purposeful pauses in scripture before the Israelites cross over into the promised land, there was a pause at the Jordan. Before they crossed over into the wilderness, there's a pause at the Red Sea. Stand still and see the salvation of God. And the purpose of a pause, even in music, is for a more exciting, expecting next. So the pause should build our anticipation. And that's what's been happening in me. You know, yeah, we may be sheltered in place, but you're not stopping my faith. We may be sheltered in, play, in, in, in place, but my faith is building because I'm so excited about this. Paul says, what's next? And I just see greatness. Dr. Hilliard, I know that your whole family, your faith people, you know, you're, you're driven with faith. Talk to us about that idea. You know, what is God speaking to our faith in this time? Uh, you know, I, I thank God for my father and mother, my apostle and uh, uh, my mom who stands beside him and they founded our church years ago. But one of the things uh, on our, at our New Year's Eve service, me and my father preached together and I trust the prophetic anointing on his life. And there was one thing that he said in the midst of his prophecy was to fear not mm. and to obey God's plan. And even in my personal life and in my personal devotion, I kept hearing the Lord say, trust me. Do you trust me? And I think one of the things in this season is that we have to trust God. We have trusted a whole lot of other things. And many times what's being trying to be attacked is who will you trust in this season? Are you going to trust the media? Are you going to trust the systems that you held to before? Or will you trust God that when everything is shaking around you, can you say, God, I trust you. I may not even know the way that you're going, yes. but I trust you. He tells Abraham, he says, go to a land that I will show you. Well, Abraham didn't even know the way that he's going. He doesn't know the place that God is taking to him, but he's trusting God along the journey. And I think for this year is 
the people of God, the leaders have to get back to trusting the voice of God, trusting the hand of God, trusting the timing of God, trusting the moves of God so that we're not, oh, you know, I can do this on my own, but I really trust God in this season. And I think that's one of the things that the church has to get back to. And even as leaders, we have to get back to trusting God and not just our systems and strategies, which are great, but it's God in it. Goodness, powerful. So I think like this, crisis puts a demand on two things. Number one, crisis squeezes the character out of the individual, but also crisis puts a demand on your faith. When Jesus is on the boat, right, in the storm, and the disciples are crying out, what is Jesus' question? Where is your faith? Because the storm put a demand on their faith? Where's the location of your faith? And I think you are right. That's a big question right now. Who are you really trusting in this season? And the flip side of that is the thought that God trusted us with this season. Mm. I wouldn't want have missed this season. I'm thankful to God that he trusted me as a leader to lead during 2020. And so that faith is reciprocating to God and then from God back to us. And uh, I appreciate that insight because I think faith will carry us through this thing. And it is a matter of where are you putting your faith and your trust? Pastor D, uh, caveat on that, so I'm talk- interject right there. Well, first of all, I'm going to pray that I can look straight ahead and not to my left since you're three feet from me. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> Look this way, son. Look forward. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about what I've been, what, what we've been preaching at Place for Life as you guys are talking. And you just said something, and we just preached last Wednesday night. Uh, we're in the middle of this series called Assignments, and the title was that uh, you were made for this moment. Uh, and also that this moment is made for you. And I think that that causes uh, our faith to work in a different dynamic when we understand that. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's a great season. It's an opportune season for believers uh, to put their faith forward, to become active with their faith. We know that James said that faith is dead without deeds or application or works. Um, but when it when it comes to this context, I think that there are believers that are waiting, that are holding on, and they're holding on in frustration. They're holding on uh, in desperation. They're holding on and just waiting in different ways for things to change while there are other believers. Uh, and this is my prayer for the entire body. And this is what I've been preaching a place for life that we understand, like the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesians, that you are God's workmanship, uh, uh, created to do good works, but he really talks about how we are each made for the particular moment in time that we're born into. And, 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 yeah. and so I pray that the body Powerful. of Christ just relax and, and, and come to grips with you, you were made for this. Uh, don't, you know, don't be frustrated and wish yourself in another time and another place. Yeah. And, and this is abnormal. You, you were cut out and made and prepared according to the word of God. Yes. Uh, specifically for this moment in time, this moment in time was specifically 
prepared for you. So embrace it and work it, you know, step forward in it, apply your faith in a, in a different way, you know, do, do, do your thing as, as, as Kim said, as Pastor Kim said. So yeah. yes, I concur. Absolutely. Incredible. So let's go there. All right. So the word to Esther, Pastor Kim, is this, you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. I was thinking about powerful women in church history, not just in church history, but scripturally. Okay, I'm going to just go to the natural to show you a sign in the natural, what I believe is having a supernatural. Hannah, the hurricane just hit in Texas, Corpus yeah. Christi. <laughs> Corpus Christi means the body of Christ. Hannah means grace. I believe that God is flooding the body of Christ with grace right now i really do and he is reforming the structure of the church the church in the future will not look like the church in the past the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house however i'm bringing up hannah and esther for a reason because i think women like no one else have the ability to conceive of course carry and then conceptualize what God's trying to bring into the earth. So today I did a, a little study. If you rewind the tape 100 years, Amy Simple McPherson's greatest tenure of ministry happened exactly 100 years ago in the 1920s. Think about that. That's when she emerged. 40 million people reached in seven years with no internet. 40 million people visited Angela's temple in seven years. Women have been strategically placed in history, and I believe they caused pivots in the prophetic. Talk to us, Pastor Kim, about the role of a woman of God not just in the body of Christ, but specifically in this time. You know, I think that when, when our note, that when God created Adam, he created Adam because he wanted to. And when he created Eve, he created Eve because he had to. Okay. <laughs> we, listen, we don't how to birth a baby. We can carry a whole life in our body. And in two days, birth that baby and be walking down the broccoli aisle. I mean, we absolutely carry a shifting anointing. And I believe what's happening right now is women are rising. And I think that what the cool thing about it is, I think that women are finding out that we can still be feminine. We can still preach. We still have a voice. We don't have to be loud. We don't have to, all we got to do is just walk in the anointing that God has created us to walk in. And I think that during this pandemic, women are finding their purpose. They're realizing that all we got to do is get a little laptop like this. During this pandemic, man, I have taken Limitless Nation, my church, Limitless Nation, yeah, Limitless, yeah. and I have allowed myself to get on there. I, I have time now to birth and pour into other people wow. more than I ever could in my life. I can also pastor a church. I can get on a plane. I can fly. We're multitaskers. But what this pandemic has done to a lot of us women is it's made us get our emotions because our emotions are what goes nuts. Mm. 
emotions all of a sudden start whacking out and we start feeling all these things and we don't know how to really get ourselves into one place to process one thing and realize that the whole world's not after us it's just a bad day and so what we're doing in this season is we're becoming more we're listening closer mm. we're being more uh, out of our feelings and into some healing Mm. and realizing that one woman can change the world. Look mm. at Esther, look at Hannah, look at Ruth, look at all of these women that are in the Bible today. Just look at the woman at the well. Yeah. Whoever, the women that are watching even us tonight that feel like you have done a doozy in your life and you feel like your life is over. Maybe you've been married five or six or seven times. Maybe there's a call of God on your life and you're feeling discombobulated. The woman at the well was the first woman, the first human being that God said, I am the Messiah. And this woman started a revival like, 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 like that woman a hundred years ago. Yeah. So you can carry a nation, woman of God. Yes. God is just waiting for you to stop getting in your feelings, getting and allow yourself to open your mouth, stop trying to be like anybody else, and let God flow through you. You were created for such a time as this. If you're on here tonight, you didn't get on here by accident Amen. just because you like us. You got on here because God said, Amen. this is your time. Yes. I am calling you now. Your world needs you. Your county needs you. Your social media platform needs you. Yes. And get fractions out of your mind and begin to let God use you where he wants to use you and in your own lane. And you watch one woman can change the world. Mm. Whew. Mm. Strong. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You know, can you, change yes, I fully agree. And, and here's the thing. We always talk about spiritual fathers. We rarely talk about spiritual mothers. I know. And we talk about patriarchs and rarely do we acknowledge the matriarchs. Look at scripture. I mean, I went back and looked. I do that yeah i don't i don't know because i believe you know okay let's take here's a good example a lot of people ask who is the spiritual father of let's take miles monroe miles yeah. monroe was a prophetic voice incredible insight and wisdom but you know the greatest influences in his life he told me this personally fuchsia pickett y'all remember fuchsia pickett a powerful woman of god and she spoke into his life more than any man did yeah. And I think that we have, I don't know if it's ignored. I don't know if it's over. Uh, 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 I don't know what has happened. But I do believe this, that women are rising in this hour with a strong, strong anointing. You know, the mere fact, I'm watching the Hilliards. I'm, I'm looking at Dr. Hilliard tonight. And I'm just seeing these batons. It's like, and it's yeah. these daughters rising up, right? And I don't like using Kobe Bryant as a prophetic sign, you know, but there's something unique about his passing right before the pandemic and how, how that he was a father to daughters, right? He was a daughter's dad. And Man. Dr. Hilliard, you, you have to have those type of feelings coming from the heritage you're from. You know, as, you, as everybody's been talking, and I don't know how I get to follow Kim, pray for me. <laughs> but, you know, well, I'm fangirling over you. <laughs> you know, in this season, it's amazing. My father passed the baton to me in 2018. And here I am kind of, I went through my first two years and I'm in this kind of second year because I did all of 2018, all of 2019 and the pandemic hits. And I'm saying, God, okay. And my father's sitting back saying, you're the pastor. But I realized it was, I was called for such a time as this to pastor our church, 
to navigate the way. And in the natural, when you look at the countries that have made it out the best in this pandemic, those are countries that are led by women. Because I believe it is our feminine side. It is our compassionate side that has that nurturing, that has a little bit of understanding of the times and how to have compassion towards people, but still give governance and guidelines. And so you, you look throughout the Bible, the first person that went to tell the message to everybody was a woman. When Jesus rose from the dead, the first, the first body that went to say he's risen was a female. And so we get off on this. I think sometimes as a church, we have to be very careful of taking society and social um, stigmas and making them a church issue instead of giving the answers to it. The Bible says he's the father to the fatherless. Mm. The Bible shows the use of women, that it's really the fatherhood ministry. And God will use whoever, whatever he has to use to get his message across. But because we take in social issues that people and not saying that you ignore them because we have to be aware of them. But instead of joining in on the complaint, we have to be the church and give the answer. Yes. Wow. You women of yeah. God are preaching on here tonight now. <laughs> I'm throwing my shoe at y'all. This table talk is going to another level tonight. Wow, strong. So take Deborah. You know, the Bible says village life ceased. And, and we don't know that Deborah had any children. You never read about Deborah having any children. But she said village life ceased until I arose a mother. In other words, stuff was not moving and changing and progressing until she took on the mantle of mothering, even though she wasn't a biological mother. Yeah. And I see that happening in this hour that women are saying that spot right there belongs to me and they're running to it. It's like they're rushing to get in there to their position. And the power of that is incredible, incredible productivity. Pastor D. Yeah, I think that it's, it, I heard you, Dr. Hilliard, uh, use this word aware. <laughs> it's a word I've been using a lot in our house as well. Uh, I'll just add to the, the, the anointing of the woman's going to be so, and especially the mother's going to be so necessary. I, you know, I see Jesus in my mind when he's at the most crucial uh, trying time of his life uh, that his mom is, is, is right there, uh, close enough for him to see, close enough for him to feel, uh, almost close enough to carry him through a moment that he needed to be carried through. And the power of it is, it's coming off the heels of, you know, what some biblical scholars and myself believe to be a little falling out there for a minute between Jesus and his mom when he tells his mom and his brothers, you know, that, uh, it, you know, he kind of ignores them. And, and, and you, you know, there's no telling how long that little time period was, but to show that she was powerful enough and had enough sense in that moment to come back to something that, 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 that could, that may have hurt her. Of course, the scripture doesn't say that, but she had enough wherewithal as, as the mother of Christ to be there in that moment. And I'm saying that to say, I think that uh, uh, women uh, in the anointing that you guys carry, y'all have, number one, an assignment to keep that presence close enough within the body, that, 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 that anointing of a mother. We've got to be able to feel that. 
We've got to be able to feel that nurturing. We, we've got to be able to have that encouragement as a body. And there's a unique role and assignment that only a woman carries through that time. Uh, and it's going to take uh, a power with some women because it is a fact that uh, many times women have been overlooked and, and rejected. And, you know, but it's going to take women, I think, getting over that and saying, you know what, we got to be, you know, we have to carry our anointing just as strong as everybody else in this hour. Yeah. And it's necessary. If yeah. it doesn't happen, uh, I think the body could really falter in this hour. Anyway, yeah. I love y'all ladies. Yeah. Incredible. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Pastor, pa Pastor Kim? You know, I believe that truly uh, what's happening is in this season, and I'm watching it with myself, I just kept looking at myself like I'm just so young. And in this pandemic, all of a sudden- Me too. Like, That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like I'm like 23. What's Me too. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm having I'm having a baby. I'm 59 years old. I know you are. <laughs> wow! Congratulations. Won't Jerry he do it? Pleasure. Won't he do it? And Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he? Will? <laughs> Go ahead, Pastor Kim. I feel like in this in this season, you know, I went through a big portion of my life because I was raised in United Pentecostal, and they didn't believe women could preach. And then they believed if you get divorced, you're going to hell on a slip and slide. You know? So I was like double doozy over here. And I think for so long, I found myself uh, looking for that voice, you know, in my own personal life, that woman that, you know, that I could look up to that acted like a woman, you know, that we can stand up and we can preach and we can still be snatched and we can still deliver such a word that everybody in the building is running down to the altar. Yeah. Can still we 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 realizing that we can't be messy and anointed mm. and man something's happening i'm watching i'm watching us rise i'm watching my friends i'm watching my pastor ladies stepping up starting mentorship programs i started a mentorship program i got thousands of women calling me mama that's that's older than me i'm like yes it's <laughs> the key we're learning that it's not about me comparing to dr dr Irisha. it's not me comparing to anybody else we're all getting comfortable in our own skin yeah. yeah, we're realizing that we don't have to concentrate on being in a man's world. Yeah, we don't have to concentrate. Yeah. And now that we're getting back on our focus and stop being so distracted, we're causing hell everywhere we go. Yeah. When the devil goes to bed every night, he's looking under his bed to see if we under there. I mean, he like because ah! a woman that finally figures it out. And so I think that this is a time and we're rising up and we're finding ourselves and we are being called mamas and we're stepping into our roles. It might have taken some of us a little bit longer to get there, but baby, we coming all the way back for everything we've lost and we're ripping everybody out of hell that we can. Man, when you finally go to hell and come out on fire, you don't really care what Amen. you Amen. That's right. Yeah. Don't, right? Don't, don't you agree that God is just snatching down walls of prejudice? Yes. Prejudice in every, every area. It's like God is saying, no more. No more prejudice against women, race, all of it. God is dealing with it all right now. Yes. Right? And, and if you hold on to it, you're going to miss out. And I think Come that's on. the thing. It's, it's also a sifting season. Come because on. if you're going to hold on to your, this is the way we've always done it. And this is the way it should be. And not realize that it is time for us to really unify as a body. It, you're going to miss what God is doing and you're going to be standing on the sidelines while God is doing the transfer. Everything that we said prophetically was going to happen because I still believe that even through the pandemic, we're, there's still glory after this. There's yeah. still big after this. There's still, still God's goodness after this, but it's going to require us 
tearing down the walls, tearing down what's held us back even as individuals and leaders because many times the leaders are afraid to say it because what is the church going to do? Well, nobody's in the audience right now to tell you whether they like it or not. So ha. you just got to go with it and go with God. True. That's true. That's <laughs> you know, you, you got to go with God, but it is a time that if you, if you hold on to those things, you're going to miss what God is doing in the earth. And everybody is responsible, not just the woman, but everybody's responsible. And so I thank you for having a platform to say, you know what? I didn't have ladies at the table. Let me bring them to the table because we can create our own, but we are better when we're all working together. My Amen. God. Yes. Amen. Don't you think what, here's the thing. I'm amazed at two reactions. The people who are rigid became more rigid. The people who were pliable are learning like never before. And I really do believe that learners in this season are going to be the leaders of the next season. And those who were rigid that could have been in leadership that refused to change, they're going to break. Look at the BP oil rig in the Gulf. It broke because it was too rigid. And what happened? We lost oil. We lost, and that's a prophetic sign to me. When things are too rigid and they break, we lose anointing. And it's the anointing that carries us into levels of ministry that we cannot operate on analytically or logically. We all know the necessity of the anointing. So I agree with you, Dr. Hilliard. We have got to address these issues now before this season is over. Let's get these prejudices out of us. Let's get racism out of the church once and for all. Deal with, we're all the same. If you're racist, you're not of God. You're, you don't have the love of God living inside of you. If you're anti-women, you're not of God. God has used women throughout time. And so, you know, I don't want to get on my, this is, I'm here to moderate, not to, not to no, it's, but, I, I absolutely, it, that's what I'm saying. I love it. And you said so much stuff. And one of the things that you said about the oil and being rigid is one thing that I've noticed in this season that is required as a leader is to be fluid. You can come up with all these plans, but if you're not fluid to go with the flow oh. and go with where God is directing, then you're going to you're going to miss it because just think about it. And I'm sure you all can co-sign. I have members all around the country now yes. where people couldn't be a member of your church unless they were in your town. Yes. But if you were so, you know, I got to be in a building and it's got to be this way. You miss the flow of the harvest of souls that were coming in. And so one thing I've really learned and tried to Ooh. remain in this season is very fluid. Okay, God, what's the next move? I mean, from week to week, I've got, plans and agendas, but God, what's the flow? Mm. He took all of our calendars and said, okay, you feel like you got it together? Let's start over and see how you can flow with me. But what it requires is it's making us even as leaders stay, go back to the altar Come on, and come be on. sensitive to God. Uh -huh. And that's the thing is the, as the church, as a female, we got to get back to the altar and saying, okay, God, what's the move? What's, what's, what's next? God, show me what's to come so that I can prepare my house, prepare myself, prepare people. But it requires a returning back to him and seeking him. Anytime God moved in a supernatural way, come on. it required people to stop and seek him. Come on, He's, I'm not going to move until you bless me. I'm not going to get out of position until you show me the way to go. But yet many times we want to jump ahead of God and he said, no, no, no. Come see me and then I'll give you the direction of where you're supposed mm -hmm. to go. 
Mm-hmm. And he's hey, he's done that now. He's gotten us all on the same even playing ground. I was thinking the same, same. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. All of a sudden, it's level playing ground now, right? Yeah. And I want yeah. you know, I, I'll just say, you know, we've been on this series as it was in the days of Noah. Jesus said that. And the thing about Noah's ark is talking about fluid, being fluid, is that only time gopher wood is mentioned in Scripture, I'm trying to get myself out of the way, is in the ark. And the key to that wood is that it was pliable, or you could use, in other words, it, it yeah. was fluid. What is not pliable cannot be reliable. And God is trying to get us to, he's molding us in a new way. And if, you, and if you're not pliable, you can't be fluid. You can't catch that flow. Pastor Dustin? Well, I, did, I hate to keep going back to what I preach, but I just preach what you said, Dr. Hilliard, and I agree. If we're not, I told my dad uh, yesterday, I said, there's so many people right now that, that are just so unaware that God is trying to work on them personally. And, and people have their mind on everything else except themselves. And so I preached his word and I told everybody, look in the mirror and say, may I have your attention, please? <laughs> I said, because before God can do anything with you, he, he's, he's got to work on you. And, and too many times, we're, we're, it's like, a man, I told my dad, running out the house buck naked for work because he forgot to get dressed. Uh, and that's how, that, that's how we are as believers when we don't address ourselves first, when, when, when we don't look at ourselves and allow God to deal with us first. And especially during obvious moments like this one where God is saying, get in your house, get in your prayer closet, get in your word, get your mind off everything else, you know, to examine yourself, assess yourself, let me deal with you. Because I think that the assignment that God has for us right now uh, truly is a no eye has seen, no ear yes. has heard. Everyone's trying to predict what God's going to do. And God's never been that predictable. Come no on, no one can predict what the next move is. All you can do is say, God, prepare me for whatever. You're obviously up to something. So what are you about to, whatever you're about to do right now, I just want to make sure I'm ready. And that's not going to happen with my mind on everybody else and outside my house. I've got to keep my mind on me right now and, and the things that are connected to me in my home. Uh, and so thank you, Dr. Hilliard. Uh, for at least I know that there's another pastor out here that, that, that's saying the same thing. And I do believe that, that it's those of us, and I know that all of us are on that page, that, that yes, God is going to use in a mighty way, uh, yeah. uh, you know, here very soon. He's using us now. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, sir. That's Powerful. what I have to say about it. Strong. Man, I love it. Pastor I love Kim? it. It's, it's do you believe it, I think. That's the thing. Do you yeah. believe that whole that he'll do things that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Yeah. We quote the scripture all the time, but do you believe it? Because the revival that he's sending to the church doesn't look like anything that he's done before. Amen. It, it may have, there's that's principle and there's principle and scripture that he will not violate, but it won't look like how it's been done before. It's gonna have a new look. Yes. It's gonna have a sound yes, and ma'am. we have to be bold enough to walk in obedience to what he instructed mm-hmm. us to do. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't say anything that I'm not sincere about, and I'm telling you, I feel the anointing right now. The <laughs> anointing is on this, on this stream. You, there's an anointing here that's conspicuous. And as we are talking, things are changing. It's like I see, I saw this the other day as well, that the Holy Spirit has his hand on the combination, and he's yes. turning it, 
and it goes to the left and the right because there's certain numbers that have to be touched before something can open. Amen. And it's about to be open. Pastor Kim, I know you feel that anticipation as well. Yes, man. You know, I'm, I'm, man, when I tell you that my heart is so, man, just open to God like it's never been open before. Just, I'm, I'm seeing it. We're connecting with people that I've never even connected with, watching pastors that are, man, speaking in tongues again. Where did that even go? Yeah. People that are actually the prophesying, that are lost prophesying. Because now we are having to get on our knees and we're having to seek the face of mm -hmm. God. Yes. And we're having to realize, God, if, if if you don't show up in me, I don't even want to go. Mm -hmm. In this season where you know it's an urgency for us to be at the feet of Jesus. It's an urgency for us to pour the alabaster box. Come on. Meaning. Because now people have been in a pandemic. They can feel faith. They yeah. can feel phony. Yes. And, and are going after God. They can hear it in our voices tonight. Mm -hmm. They're saying, this is what I've been talking about. Amen. Come on. Stream all over the world right now, tuning into homes and countries that we would have never been able to get into. And somebody is saying, this is what I'm talking about. This is the anointing that's flowing. Yes. And because we are getting on our knees because we ain't got nothing else to do. Come on. But keep the face of God and mm -hmm. say, God, if you ain't in it, if you ain't doing it, if you ain't, if I'm not you with skin on it, I don't want to do it. That's mm. where we got to be. You watch God, you watch God erupt your life and show up in a way. Mm. Revival take place, baby. And what the enemy, listen, Joel 2.25 says it. He's going to give us back everything the devil stole. We're about to have like a transformer experience in yes, God. Yes, yes. So he's pulling us back like a slingshot. That's why we got to be on our faces because only the anointing is going to be able to cohabitate mm -hmm. in what God's about to do. Prophesy in here, here, Pastor Kim. Come on. Here. Oh, I feel it. I feel it as well. Woo, I'm telling you, God has positioned strategic people in strategic moments. Yes. Desperate, desperate times require desperate people. Yes. And there's a hunger being birthed in the hearts of preachers and pastors. Yes. You know, I've been in ministry in March. It'll be 40 years. I told someone the other day, if I was ever going to sit under my ministry, it'd be now. Because yeah. during this <laughs> season, God has not only humbled me, but God yeah. has brought me back to that fresh oil that David talks about. I shall be anointed with fresh Amen. oil. And there's something fresh that is being released from heaven right now. If we could just see that, that as you said when we started, God is breaking us back down to the basics. And I started with this idea of corruption tonight. And Paul said, I fear less by any means. You have been corrupted from the simplicity of the gospel. And somehow God has brought us back to that foundation. Yes. You know what? You know what, Pastor, I've noticed during this pandemic is things that used to matter. Those first class tickets, they don't matter. That that walking in and having 10 armor bears, that don't matter. All gone. It's, it's that humble. It's who are you anyway? I feel so excited and humbled that he could be using anybody on the planet. He's letting us sit here, us four. He's yeah. hoping us to be here tonight, witnessing to all of these people. Something's happened, man. If your heart's really hungry for that next move, then you've been humbled too. Mm -hmm. And that's the yeah. beautifulest place to be on the planet. Amen. Katie barred the door when we all get into position. Yes. And yeah. it's going to take humility to do that, right? Yeah. Isn't it amazing that the reactions now are either, there's this polarized reaction, either pride or humility. Yes. Right? And it's the difference in wheat and tares. Yes. At harvest time, 
Tears don't bow down. Tears stand up. That's how you can recognize a tear. And the reason it stands up is because it lacks seed in the head. It's the seed in the head of wheat that makes it bow down. It's our future that makes us bow down. But when we don't have anything, we stand up strong and we think we're carrying something and we're not. And so that difference and that distinction is happening right now. Dr. Hilliard, I know you're about to have to jump on. She's busy. She has another one after this. We've got five minutes. I want to yeah. allow all of you to just offer a summation of what you're feeling, what, what you heard tonight, or what God is saying for next, you know, what's next. Whatever you feel led. We'll, we'll start with Pastor Dustin, then from Pastor Dustin, Dr. Hilliard, and then Pastor Kim will be last. Pastor just D? Kind of final words. Yeah. Uh, one thing, Kim, you said, you mentioned the woman in John 4. That's who I preached about in this message. May I have your attention, please? And I'll end by saying, anyone that's watching right now, the power of what happened in that moment, you know, she runs into her town, into her village, and she says, come see a man that told me everything that I ever did. And the story doesn't say really anything else. It just says that the conversation ended there. And there's something powerful when you allow Jesus, when you allow the Spirit of God to examine you, when you are open to him interrogating you. There is something not only liberating and freeing about it, that, that's how uh, that liberation happens, but there is also something that sets you on assignment. And many of us, we, 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 we never feel like we're set on assignment because we never really truly will allow God to interrogate us yeah. fully. So I encourage you tonight, last words, be like that woman at the well. Let, let God shake you down. He's not trying to hurt you. He's just trying to show you that, that you might be more powerful than you think that you are. And I think the cities are about to be turned upside down. I think the communities are about to be turned upside Prophesied, down. Pastor D. Amen. So that's my final words. Incredible. Dr. Hilliard? You know, I, I'm going to kind of uh, take that. I've been teaching this series on the sound of victory. Mm. And I took it from uh, the people of Jehoshaphat and Judah and the different sounds that you can see in that text. You can see, of course, the sound of prayer. You see the sound of the people, but it's a silent sound of the people. It was their agreement, their actions that show what they believe. It's the sound of praise. And most of us think about that sound of praise, that they praise God to win the battle but they praised God after the battle. Come then on. the first thing on their mind was to go give God praise and to give an offering. Mm. And I say to everybody is that don't miss the things that got you to this place Come on. because these are the things that are gonna get you out of this place. Come on. Jehoshaphat and the people were reminded that it is your praise that sees you through. You can have the most trained professionals, but if you trust God and let your praise, let your seed, let your worship, let your offering see you through, it will navigate you to the other side where at the end of the day, you're going to have so much stuff. You're going to have so much, so much in your house that it's going to take you multiple days to get the spoils that are, that's being transferred to the, the people of God. But we have to do it God's way. And that's what the prophet said, because you also see the sound of the prophetic. And so I'm so glad you had this tonight and even stretched me 
but the sound of the prophetic says, this is not your battle. Mm -hmm. This is the Lord's battle. Come on. So we've got to say, God, this is not our fight. This is a fight that you are arranging. Yes. You, didn't, you didn't orchestrate it, but you're arranging it so that you can leverage it into our favor. He's leveraging the people of God so that we're on the winning side yes. and not on the defeated side. And so I say, walk on the winning side, stay connected to come him, sow your seeds and trust the process mm. because it will come to pass. Yes, ma'am. Man, I love it. Wow. <laughs> Let me run. That's what I'm about to do. I'm about to take, I'm about to take my lap. <laughs> That's awesome. Pastor Kim. Man, y'all are bad to the ball. Y'all, it has stretched me too. You know, I just want to leave my parting words would be, you know, with the woman, uh, the woman with the issue of blood for 13 years, or some of y'all that have walked in this pandemic holding on some things for 13 years. Mm. You've been walking with the same mindset. You haven't been challenged. You've been hanging out with people that don't challenge you. Mm. You've been hanging out with people where you're the smartest one in your group. You have allowed yourself to get stifled because and stuck because you have allowed a stupid season in your life to cause you to be paralyzed. And I want to tell you tonight, you got to be like that woman with the issue of blood. She realized when she finally got sick and tired of being sick and tired, you got to have your oh hell no moment yes now have it now realize that god is waiting on you with arms wide open and saying i'm going to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever ask or think but the woman i love with the with that with the issue of blood when she walked into that place and she saw thousands of people like some of you watching all of these comments tonight and maybe walking up back up into a church for the first time in many years because this pandemic has got you closer to god you got to be like that woman with the issue of blood she saw thousands of people in that room wanting to touch Jesus mm. but here's the key you got to make sure in this next season you don't walk in there brushing up against him come on I walk up in there you got to touch him come on you gotta now. Do whatever you got to do to get to the feet of Jesus and you got to be in it when you get in there you break your you break yourself at the feet of God you got to make sure at that very moment that you allow him to pour into you know what I love about that woman y'all is that woman walked in there with all of these people around thousands and thousands of people and she said if I can just touch his cloak she didn't have to touch him the, the bishop didn't have to lay hands on her the elders didn't have to lay hands she said if I can just touch the him what My does that God. say Right. That means right here on this broadcast with us tonight, you can decide this is my moment to touch the hem of his garment. I'm not going to brush up against him. All those people were brushing up against him, but she grabbed a piece of him mm. and was made whole immediately. Mm. In the next season of your life, don't you go brushing up against nobody. Don't you walk in half fluently. When you go back into church, you worship hard. When Come you're on, Kim. You've been getting involved. Turn off all the other noise around you. Do whatever you got to do to grow. Get your prayer life back. Start listening to God. Be intentional mm. with God. Don't just give him half of what Come you on. got. Mm. No, be intentional. Turn your new version app on. Mm. Get in the presence of God and listen to him. Mm. And you'll be like that woman. Immediately, 13 years, she got healed. Come on. She got healed before he even knew mm. she was healed. Before Jesus even knew she was healed. He said, who touched? me all the elders all the armor bearers all the deacons was like what do you mean who touched you everybody's touching you he goes oh no well virtue just let my body you be the one and virtue's gonna leave his body and he's gonna be pouring it on you because you're recklessly 
going after God. Come don't paint Danny. Don't just be going if you want to and if you don't. No, be intentional in this next season. Mm. Everything to God. Mm. Touch him, but touch him. Mm. And you watch your life change. Come on. Mm. Watch Amen. your life change, baby. My God. Yeah. I wish we had time to take some questions. We don't. And I, I'm not apologizing for that because I believe the questions have been answered. The anointing answers all questions. And I believe that's happened. Pastor Kim, I want you to close us in prayer. Pray prophetically and uh, let, let God use you. We're going to all come into agreement with you. Would you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Father, right now, I thank you for this yes. time. Thank you, Lord, for the pandemic. I thank yeah. you. Yes. That, Lord, it indeed has been a 2020 awakening. Yes, a clarity God. like we've never had before. Things that the enemy was using to distract us and wear us out because he couldn't take us out. He was wearing us out. Lord, those things are being taken off of us right now. And yes. Lord, I decree and declare over every single person, Quest Nation, over Quest Norman, Quest Oklahoma, yes. over Dr. Hilliard's church, over my Limitless Church, God, I thank you right now that you're yeah, raising yeah. an army. Lord, I thank you that laying in those beds tonight, watching us, people all over the world just laying there feeling like they didn't know what their purpose was. God, I just speak yes, to that, that purpose on the inside of them. Yes, God, the purpose is arising. Yes. That victim mentality yes, is leaving. Father. That word curse is leaving. Yes, that generational curse is breaking off of them. They're breaking it for their families. And Father, we say yes. yes. We say yes. yes. You give us a burning desire. Yes, Give us revival in our churches, yes, Lord. Father. Keep growing yeah. our churches online because yes, Papa, Daddy, you can you can trust us. Mm. Yes, God. Lord, I thank you for healing. I cancel every mm. plot, every plan, every scheme. Yes, devised against us mm. or our family members. No COVID can touch us. We're not just walking around saying no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We know that no weapon formed against us, no COVID, no cancer, no divorce, no sickness, no nothing can touch our churches. We are whole in you. Father, I thank you for dispersing hope throughout the airwaves right now. Yes. Hope and healing, hope and healing. Yes. That person that's been stuck in grief. Lord, I thank you that we're mourning and yes, moving. Father. We're not gonna stay stuck yes, anymore. Father. We're picking up time, God. You can use us yes, if we just move our feet. Mm -hmm. So Lord, yes, I think even if we gotta move our big old thick thigh and drag yes, it, yes. we're moving. We're yes. moving tonight. Give us joy unspeakable and full yes, of glory. Father. Lord, just as we sleep tonight, give us the best sleep we've ever had. And Lord, let that little flicker, I just see in the spirit right now, there's been some people on here that's had like in a fireplace here in Atlanta, electric fireplace, there's like a little flicker, a little flicker that always stays in in our fireplace and if you push the light switch up this big old fire comes but there's always a pallet there lord i just see in the spirit right now there are people all over the world even replay that is watching this and they've been a little flicker it's been a little pilot light but god there's a there's a light switch being lit, lit into them and they are going faster and bolder like a lion and courageous and they're making a difference in their world in their community lord i thank you for for a clarity I just speak clarity. I just yes, heard God Father. say, I'm bringing some clarity. Yes. 
I'm taking that confusion off of you. I'm taking that fear, which means false evidence appearing real. And I'm breaking it off of you. And I see you right now running through, uh, running, just running fast, going after it, almost like a field of flowers. Some of y'all been in a dark season. I just see God bringing you into a light season, dancing in the puddles, dancing in the flowers. That depression is breaking off of you. That oppression is breaking over, off of you. That feeling overlooked. I just speak to you right now. You're going from overlooked to overbooked in the name mm. of mm. Jesus. Mm. You go be a game changer. You be a nation shifter. Mm. All God's waiting on is your yes. Mm. Mm. I love it. Ooh, hallelujah. Mm. I cannot thank you ladies enough. Wow is all I, I can say. Y'all, this was fun. This, this it was. was. Thank you for having me. This yes. was absolutely amazing. We're humbled that you would join us. Thank you so much for your time. I know how valuable it is. And next week, we have Dr. Mark Sharona, Bishop Gary Oliver. We have some great guests coming up in the next few weeks. So don't miss Table Talk, Table Talk, 7 o'clock every Monday night. Pastor Dustin, thank yes, you sir. for your insight, your inspiration, Love powerful you prophetic anointing. And we speak blessing over Place for yes. Life in San Antonio. Amen. In Jesus' name.